welcome to the student of the game podcast where we break down the life strategy and advice of successful individuals who are students of their own game and masters of their own craft thanks for tuning in let's get to the episode Thanks for tuning in to Student of the Game podcast. I'm Tim Stone here with our very special guest today, Mr. Jay DeHaan. Jay, thank you for being here. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. Appreciate you so much. Uh, glad we were able to do this. Glad we connected. And uh, let's just kind of tell the people what you've got going on. Catch us up to speed on who you are, what you're doing with Next Gen Wealthy, teaching people how to build wealth and what does that mean? Well, to be honest, it always started when I was in those early years of being in high school and thinking to myself, is the education really, is the education system really supporting us the right way? And I wasn't too much of a believer back then. And that kind of led me to my own personal development journey at a very young age. And quickly, I started learning the fundamentals of business and communication and, you know, immersing myself in self-study with seminars, webinars, online technologies and that evolved my communication skills and getting a mentor. And mentor really scaled me to getting into the real estate game. So at about 22 years of age, I was able to inherit a bit of a, you know, a residential portfolio from my family, was able to convert it into a commercial development corporation. So we do commercial retail strip mall development up in Canada. And I've come out here now to the States after many years to open up Next Gen Wealthy, which is our education and coaching platform that you mentioned which is really to inspire and empower the next generation to live a life with abundance, freedom, and wealth. And we teach core essentials like communication, interpersonal skills, business fundamentals, finances, and real estate fundamentals to the next generation because they are our leaders. And in between that, I do my personal private coaching in the way of what I call the Uncage Your Roar program, which is something we can talk about a little bit later in this episode. But the uncage your roar where all of us are lions and lionesses and we now need to uncover what that roar really is so we can articulate our language and get our signature pieces to the world so that's kind of some of the stuff that i got going on but i appreciate being here and having you know you having me on and any value that i can add to your audience i'm here for i love it and i'm excited to get into that but i wanted to start with the the personal development like what was jay like before you got into that how did you learn that you need to invest in yourself because that's really important most people, you go through high school, you go to college, and then you get a job. That's what you do. That's what 95% of people do is that same system. Just go to school, find a job, get paid, live your life. And, and a lot of people are happy with that. But you and I and people like us and probably a lot of the listeners have found that investing yourself in your education outside of just traditional university is how you can kind of get to the next level in a lot of things and reach goals faster. So what, what did that look like? How did you get into it? Where did you start? Why did you start? Well, if, if you want to be real now, we're going to get real. Cause you know, I'm here, be real. My, I'm here in my condo in Tampa right now. And you know, I'm just kind of low key on a Friday. We're just getting some work done, but now you're getting real with me and asking those kind of questions because that really, you know, first of all, I want to say the quality of the question is the quality of the result. And looking back at what the most pivotal moment was that changed my entire trajectory of how I wanted to, you know, escape myself from the normal traditional system versus, you know, now going on to my own path, my own journey, the entrepreneurial journey, so to speak, I think truly was, you know, back in those high school days, it was interesting, the different types of experiences that I went through from being bullied in middle school, to then becoming quite popular in high school, but then failing high school and getting involved with the wrong crowds, and having a little bit of access to money, 
gave me that type of energy to get myself involved in the wrong things, drugs, alcohol, going out partying too much. And that landed me in some pretty dark places. But I think the most pivotal moment was the day that I was sitting in that jail cell, looking down at the ground, thinking to myself, there is only one dead end. And if I don't change anything, my parents see they're immigrants from in India and England, and they immigrated in the 80s over to Canada for their next generation to be, you know, having a better life. And at that moment, I thought to myself, sitting in that jail cell, I'm not doing anything that I should be doing for how much they've been able to provide for me and work their asses off every single day and then eventually get their own business and then work even harder in their business. So entrepreneurial was still always a mindset for me from my parents. But that pivotal moment of sitting there thinking to myself, I think, was the breaking point. And from there, you know, I started doing things on my own. I started, you know, even getting credit cards and starting to like, you know, applying for credit cards behind my parents back to swipe them to start going to little seminars and attending these private real communities, real estate investment network, where I found my first mentor, you know, like doing things that now I had to bank on myself. I said, if I have access to money, if I, if I can get a little bit here and there and I had a job at the time and I could take that money and I could pour it into myself early, I think that would be a lot faster and quicker than going through a four-year degree program and then hopefully getting promised a job at the end, but maybe not really. So that was kind of just, I think, my journey from the beginning, but I do appreciate that question. Yeah, I, I mean, I can imagine being in a jail cell can feel like rock bottom and, and cause you to go either way. Like, I'm, you know, this is just a waste, whatever. Like, I'm just going to end up here or... I'm never going to be here again. I'm going to be the complete opposite. I'm going to do everything I can to be extremely successful. So I love that. Did you go to college? So I started attending post-secondary afterwards, right afterwards, to be honest, but I did it in my way. So I started taking open studies, started taking particular courses. Psychology was always a fascination of mine. That's why, you know, even my background now in neuroperformance, neuroscience, as well as just, you know, hypnotherapy, it's giving me angles all from those original roots of going to, you know, certain universities. I did get a college diploma in accounting. I did get some real estate certificates, but it was all certificates and diploma programs if I ever did the traditional path. It was evening courses so I could still be on my grind during the day building my my back end, my infrastructures. So you did it your way it, because you already had that vision when you, okay, I'm going to get this education. It's important, but, I, you know, it's not going to, the whole college life is not going to be your distraction. Yeah, but I will tell you, man, there was a lot of failure, a lot of trial and error throughout that process doing it that way. You know, this is why now we look at coaches and we look at mentors and we look at people that we, you know, can now learn from and pay these people to give us measurable results. But at the end of the day, back in the day, it wasn't so simple. It was just, you know, you had to have to just trial and error, trial and error. And that was mm -hmm. very expensive lessons that I had to learn. And that's why I've been able to spend, you know, a lot of money, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars, just on the development of the mind and how much I was able to experience through failed opportunities, businesses, nightclubs, holistic clinics, you name it, marketing agencies, we built them, we scaled them, we had offices out in Canada. It was incredible, but it really just comes down to what is the impact that you're actually leaving with the business that you have? That's what mm -hmm. I think really business comes down to. It is, it is. So with that just development and you know, just investing yourself in all ways, having that right mindset, you got into a lot of those businesses. You mentioned nightclub, all these things, and I've seen you made videos on social media. What what businesses did you try? How did they go? And where did you end up? Oh, that's what I'm saying. I just named a few right there. Everything. The nightclub was, was just, I would never get back into the hospitality industry playing out. It's just a very interesting industry where there's a lot of money. It's very lucrative where it can be made. But on the other side, it's very shady. There's so much 
undercover stuff. You have to le- legit watch every penny, every drop of alcohol, every it, the, 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 the attention to detail is just too, too much for the type of return, in my p- opinion, of risk reward. Right. But that was a good adventure. You know, we went in, we started constructing it. It was supposed to be like a high end private gentleman's club in the basement of an existing kind of stage club upstairs. So we had we rented the rights to the bottom. We started building out the construction. It was going to be VIP. It's called VEDA. We were going to call it VEDA VIP access membership where you walk in, you scan your card and you walk in. They already have your credit cards and everything on file. So you never pull out your wallet during the event there. They already have facial recognition. They already know who's in the building. Everything was going to be top security. It was going to be one of the most elites in Western Canada. And what happened was, is again, the guys upstairs did something a little bit, and I don't want to go into too much detail about it, but then the landlord stepped in and apparently we all got locked out. And then trying to regain access to the building at that time, there was just certain things that happened, but it was just like, you, we got in quick, we spent our money, and then it was, we just got locked out and there was nothing we could do about it. So that's why some of these businesses, like everyone wants to run business and they say, okay, I want to grow, grow a brand. Or Brick and mortar businesses are becoming more and more obsolete but they are still withstanding just in a smaller scale. That's why you can see like the best buys of the world and everything that have now started to like downsize and online stores. But if you think about just like the overall business concept is that people are running around with businesses with just brands. They're, they're, they're creating a logo and they think they have a business. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the mistake here that growing an actual business and looking at what the actual, the time that it takes, the, the effort that it takes in its own capacity is the hard part. And at the beginning, that's the foolish mistakes I made. I was thinking like, oh, you just open up a nightclub. Oh, you can just, you know, mm-hmm. spend 100000 here, spend 100000 there, and, you know, invest 200 here in a piece of land. And then all of a sudden, the, 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 the building development doesn't go through. And then now you're getting mm-hmm. lawyers involved. You're, you know, you're, you're <clears throat> doing some different things on the back end, but a learning experience throughout it. Another one was a holistic clinic. I'll give you this last one here. The holistic clinic, you know, invested in a partner, spent, you know, over $100,000 just getting the retail business of a holistic clinic before marijuana was going to become legal up in Canada. She was going to create holistic type of style clinic that was just going to bring in the, the, that type of clientele. And what happened was she starts running it, stops paying rent. I own the building that she's now positioned mm-hmm. in. So I'm the landlord. And then I now became her business partner to kind of fund her because her investor fell through last minute. And I was like, it was a great idea. I was like, I'll just invest in you. Okay, sure. I'll put the money up. So I built it. I was like, it's, it's, a, it's being built in my actual building as well too. So got that. Boom. Something happens. She leaves. I get sued for $1.3 million because she stopped paying rent for two months and then came and lied to a locksmith, took everything out. And all of a sudden, boom, now I'm coming back. And here we are in this scenario where the $1.3 million lawsuit spent another $20,000, $30,000 defending the case. We, we overthrew the case in that $20,000, $30,000 extra spent. Now I learned the whole civil litigation process. See my mind getting mm-hmm. has always been education oriented. So I take every failure and every experience that I go through and I quickly learn the lesson and I utilize it. Now, if I'm going to pay these lawyers $350, $450 an hour to f- defend my case, I'm going to sit there like this with a notepad and I'm going to take as many notes as I can, as we do in our mm-hmm. conferences. You know, we think of this as we have to go to a conference to learn, but you have professionals in your world today. You are a professional. You work with massive professionals. You know, this comes down to now utilizing them. When I'm with my accountants, I'm with my lawyers, I'm sitting there, I'm taking notes, I'm understanding what I'm, what, so I can learn from the experience that I'm paying for. And I think that by far has given me the, the utmost experience in, in the business world. Yep. That mindset of wanting to learn is super important. And a lot of people, when you're in a bad situation or it's costing you a bunch of money, maybe you're losing out on a deal that you had stuff invested in, you just call it tuition. That, yep. was, that was the cost of learning my lesson. So that's uh, that's a good thing because if if you learn, you won't do it again, and that'll save you a lot more money. So I, I was just curious, 
with the lawsuit and if you can't go into some of the details okay but who was suing you it, it seemed like oh the partner the partner was uh, that doesn't make sense to me but okay <laughs> think about it like this we got into business she's running mm-hmm. she's running the retail operation now inside yeah. the business. i'm just the landlord right that was my primary role mm-hmm. right so she stops paying rent i go back to her and i say okay listen like i understand i'm your business partner but i'm also the landlord that's my first hat that i have to wear right that's the number one hat that i have to wear is i need to collect rent because that's a whole bigger issue here and then there was a little bit of a glitch. No, we got to put that towards more inventory. We got to do something else. Then hmm. I go lock the door. And I was like, okay, we're going to pause this. We're going to freeze this for a second until we can figure this out. She somehow got in, cleared out the whole entire inventory bay and escaped. And sued you. <laughs> and, and then I couldn't do anything about it. I called the, you know, the RCMP showed up at the time. Blah, blah, blah. There, was, there was a whole scene that happened, but there was no actual, it wasn't, there wasn't, it was a civil litigation case in that case. Right. So hmm. now either I have to go and sue her. Or I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to bite the bullet. It was about 35000 in inventory. You know, the, the bay was already built out in my own building. I was like, I can lease it out to somebody else, get a higher rate. I'm still looking at the future potential of my actual real estate project. I'm not looking at the business aspect. That's why business is quite risky. The real estate is where I'm at. And now with this happening, it, it was left alone. And then all of a sudden I got papers in the mail. Apparently it's like cost to reload. The, the case was, there was no case to it. Like mm-hmm. even all the lawyers looked at it. It was just that she could put us through the court system. Now she could actually fight it to a certain degree. And that kept us kind of have to be vested, you know, my, myself, my assistant, a partner of mine, two of our corporations. Like it was, it was interesting. But again, the learning lesson was learn from the experience. If you cannot learn from the experience, everyone has negativities all day, six to one ratio on, on a common emotions. There's one positive emotion that humans feel six are negative. Joy is the only positive emotion. Then you have fear, sadness, contempt, anger, disgust, and surprise. You have the six other common ones. And they're very negative type styles. So we're always going to hit adversities and negativities. So it's about gaining the mental strength up here to be able to overcome. Overcome those adversities. Overcome those negativities. And I think that, you know, being, being able to overcome failure in business, I think, has been one of my greatest reasons why I'm continuously pushed harder in business and teaching people the real stuff versus some of the facades that are being sold out there. Yeah, that's super important. And kind of going back a little bit, just because I, I have a lot of people who are very successful business owners doing a lot of ventures, kind of, like you said, it, it's very expensive throwing around, around a lot of money to learn these lessons. What advice would you give to someone who does not have that money to learn these expensive lessons? They're just getting started kind of what you are doing with next gen is the next generation you're coming up you got this mindset you want to get involved and do something better but you're maybe you're 16 years old and and that's all you got and see and and that's the hard part because for for the youngsters that are watching this as well too it's like you're in an age right now where you want to do big things you want to grow to these bigger places but you know the one thing that is really a huge lack is money Right. You don't have the money to go and spend to go and find ten thousand dollar coaches and start to level up your game or go to start going to these you know crazy conferences. But the number one thing you can do is, yes, look, seek for a mentor, have the intention to find a mentor. That doesn't mean you're necessarily going to find one when when I you know, my mentee, my first mentee, Gus, you know, when he first found me, he, he went into a conference with the intention to find a mentor. And then somehow we got connected and that, you know, a year and a half here we are. But the point is is that have the intention. That's the first step of have the intention to find somebody that will be able to guide you on the second side of it, because finances are lacking on that side. The number one thing now for this side is be a part of a community. Go and volunteer your time and your effort and your energy to an organization that you feel comfortable with. 
that you align with, you feel the, the same values with. You need a system that's outside of your school, outside of your work, outside of your family. You need a bit of a, you know, for the for the gents out there, a brotherhood, you know, or a sisterhood or something that gets a little bit outside where you get to go with like minded people and contribute your efforts, your skill set to a common goal. Whether that's, you know, posting some videos and, 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 you know, sharing some stuff online because, you know, we can utilize these free social media platforms. You know, one of my guys, he's in my calls and he, he's, he's so much effort, man. He shows up every time he calls, like every time the calls happen, you know, he's constantly posting, he's making videos, he sh he's getting on my radar. He's a young guy and he's one of Gus's friends and I just got into one of our calls and he's, he's catching my attention now and I keep seeing him. It's exactly what Grant guys talk about all the time, mm -hmm. right? And I'm, him, I'm like, okay, who's this guy? Let's bring this guy a little bit closer now. Let's see what we can do with him. So it's about the effort that you put in and finding that community. And that's really, really powerful. If you can find a solid community, you'll start leveling up your game because you'll have other people that have the common goal of succeeding. Mm -hmm. Yeah, being around people who are going like that, especially people who are a few steps ahead of you or even a long way ahead of you, that really stretches you and pushes you, makes you uncomfortable. That's where you grow. Uh, one of the founders of our company, Paul Croft, always says there's no growth in the comfort zone, no comfort in the growth zone. It, that's just the way it is. So being around people who are doing things that make you uncomfortable or willing to push you and hold you accountable to your goals, that is super important to growing. And uh, I, I kind of, there's one of the things you said, and, and I kind of lost track here, but it, like uh, the Gus's friend that's following up, sending the videos, get, getting super involved is that effort when you're looking for a mentor or a job or someone to give you either time or money. It's yeah. like I, I heard a, a guy that was trying to get a job with Cardone to give that example. And he, he called and he's like, hey, you know, I've left a few voicemails. I sent some emails. I'm trying to get a job. He's like, you want my boss to give you $100,000 a year and you left a voicemail and hung up on him. <laughs> you know like that that's what that's what the guy answering the phones at the office said is like you left yeah. a voicemail and sent some emails and you wanted to give you a hundred grand and he hung up and so he's like you gotta you gotta figure out what to do to get more effort get in front of him make it deserving of exactly that mentor that boss that company their time and money that they're gonna invest in you is like you gotta you gotta show them that you're gonna perform and that you want it so um that's awesome like what 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 is kind of going into what you're doing with that whole community that you're building. Tell us a little more on those details. Yeah, absolutely. So the next gen collective is what we're calling it. It's because a collective of entrepreneurs, business people, and overall just general people that want to come up and be a part of a collective. Now what my crown, the representation of the golden crown represents living a life with abundance, freedom, and wealth. And abundance is really the momentum of having enough opportunity always coming towards you and being grateful for where you're at. The freedom is the ability to do whatever you want, however you want, with whoever you want, whenever you want. So just the flexibility, the being able to be smooth and go out and do the ideal lifestyle that you want to live, basically. And the wealth. And with wealth, you know, most people will associate it first towards money, but mine is a little bit last. I think wealth is the accumulation of you know, relationships, love, loyalty, respect. And yes, of course, the sharpest tool that's in the toolbox, which is money, right? And with money, you're, it enables you now to actually put this all together and actually truly live the most authentic you. So the community that we've built is comprised of this Uncage Your Roar is my signature program that I've launched for 2023 within the collective and the Next Gen Wealthy Academy. 
And what it is, is, is really finding the, you know, the right mindset, clearing some of those limiting beliefs that hold you back from the success that we truly need and want. And then it's really articulating the language, getting your communication right. So you know how to say it and using the right tonalities and character to your voice. And then it's truly going out there and actually roaring, going out there and being the most authentic you with social media content out nowadays and everyone just trying to get likes and followers and this and this and this. It's the biggest thing that, you know, and Gary Brecca talks about it all the time. You know, authenticity is the most powerful frequency. So what we do at Next Gen is we teach people to really just be their most authentic self. To achieve greatness, you must become fearless because fear is our, hold, our, our number one holdback to what we think that we're capable of because we have things like judgment, ego, fear, and, you know, it holds us back. But ultimately, once overcoming those limiting beliefs, you could be amazed on how powerful you are as a, mm -hmm. as a human being. Yeah, right off the top, what are some tips for overcoming fear, at, let's just say, in speaking? Because that's a big thing. You're very, very well-spoken. That's one thing you teach. It's very important to becoming successful. What's a, what's a way to get through that fear? Well, the first thing is, is understanding that, I'll tell you this. I used to be deathly, public, uh, deathly fearful of public speaking. Before I met my first mentor, Richard Dolan, I was, it was, I was very scared. You know what I mean? Of public speaking. And what I thought to myself was when I heard the statistic that death is number two on the fear list, public speaking is number one. I was like, people would rather die than to actually public speak. I was like, I have to conquer this now. So I made it a lifelong mission to actually do that. And how I did that was obviously learning a lot of tips and tricks along the way. But the number one tip that I took from just becoming the, like, becoming the communicator that I am is that it's not actually about what you say. You see, 55% is actually the body language. It's how you're seeing me and my eyes and my face and the reactions that I'm having. 38% is the nonverbals. It's my tonality, it's my pitch, it's my volume, it's my duration of my words now that can actually put character to my voice. And then 7%, just a mere 7% is actually the words that are coming out of my mouth. See, most people are scared to get the wrong words out because they don't know what people are gonna think about the words they say. But they don't think that actually 93% is the way you're saying it. So if you start to understand communication, that was the biggest thing that moved me forward was just like, okay, so it's not really about that. And always remember this, 450 words, our brain can actually perceive and think, and only 150 to 180 words I can get out at full capacity dialogue. If I don't stop talking for the next minute here, I will only be able to get 150 to 180 words out, which means there's still about 250 to 300 words still processing in my head, you know, thinking about what I'm going to say next, what's happening, all the movements. So this is the thing about humans is that we think too much. And we don't speak enough. And what, we get, what, we ha what happens is we get caught in between. That's how people don't know how to actually slow down when they need to think versus the ums, ahs, or likes that they'll use in their sentence structures. It just comes down to aligning the speed of the way you think and the way that your actual voice is projecting out. And if you can control and measure that, knowing that 55, 38, 7, that's how you become the ultimate communicator. Yep. Becoming more aware of that data. And, and what it sounds like is how you build that confidence is what you would say. Correct. Well yeah. said. Awesome. So like there's, there's so much value in what you're doing and, and seeing how you've become a mentor to Gus. So I, I, I think I followed Gus on Instagram before I ran into you guys at an event in Miami and it's really impressive at such a young age 
just everything about him, like all the people meeting him at the conference. He looks me in the eye. He's well spoken. He asks good questions. How much of that would you say was natural, or or your your mentorship has led to it? Well, first and foremost, I'm because he's have- he's an impressive guy. Yes, he is. He is. He's the champion for sure. And that's why when I saw him, I knew there was something about him. And I was like, I've seen something in you that I've never seen in anybody else. And first and foremost, I just want to give credit to Stacy, his mom, because she has mm-hmm. raised one heck of a boy. I'll mm-hmm. tell you that now. Like in for him to be a teenager when I saw him at 16 years old, still very well spoken, very well mannered, did very well. There was still mm-hmm. that 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 line that was in the cage, though. That's where that's where I could see that yeah, I was like, hmm you are so much more powerful than you think you are, you know, cause he, he was aspiring. I told you the first time I met him, he just came into that conference. It was the first investment he made in himself. He got him and his mom a ticket to go to growth con. He's been saving up his money, working two jobs. So I just knew that this guy, like there was something about him. Right. And boom, flies out there. He's like, I'm going in with the intention to find a mentor. So three days go by. He doesn't find anything. He looked at Grant, saw everyone. He's like, wow, this is such a crazy environment. I love it. And then the third day last night, I'm, go, I'm in the bar walking through and then I see his mom and she's grabbing a glass of wine. I was grabbing my drink and I was like, oh, and we got into a conversation. She's like, so what do you do? And I started telling her about Next Gen Wealthy. She's like, oh my God, I, my son is here. You should meet him. He's 16. And I was like, absolutely. Like, that's why I'm here. Let's go meet him. We had about a 30 minute conversation from that point. It's like, okay, you know what? I see something in you that I haven't seen in anybody else. I was like, I'm going to take you under my wing. And straight away, I was like, I'm going to, he's like, I want to build a business. So I helped him scale his business fairly quick. And getting him a car detailing business. And he started making, he went from being a busboy making like 10 bucks an hour, 1500 bucks a day, like scaled his business. And he's like, Jay, what are you doing? Like, how did you do this with me in three months? Like, I want to know what next gen is all about. And I was like, okay, well, let's go. And hence then I kind of, uh, you know, we, we always say, it, yeah, I kind of adopted him basically now because he's like my son. He's like my little brother. He's like my mentee. Now he's actually, you know, a marketing director of my company. So <laughs> there's a lot of different moving pieces, but incredible journey to see somebody so young with so much energy, so much vibe, so much presence, and just channeling that. Like he had all of what it took and all of these youngsters have all of what it takes. They're so energetic. They have so much power. They have so much knowledge up here because they've been born and bred technology. They just don't know what to do with it. They just need to be led. And that's the biggest problem that's happening with the education system. And if not the overall political system, and if not just overall the world is that we're not focusing our time into the next generation. We're not focusing our time to teaching the, our next leaders on what's right because the traditional side was from the boomers. They had the traditional foundation. And Tim, like our generation, we kind of went through a little bit of both. Like we kind of like, we simmered through both. We got the traditional value. We kind of grew up with technology and we're kind of like, okay, like because of our mental capacities. But then these young guys now, these 14, 15 year olds, 16 year olds, man, I'll tell you, they're quick, they're fast. If they're led the right way, there's no telling what they can actually accomplish. They'll, they'll revolutionize our entire world with technology the right way. Mm-hmm. Waiting for more of those leaders to stand up. So the skills and the mindset and, and becoming a better entrepreneur and better person are super important. That's what you help with. But a lot of people are probably thinking, well, how do I make money? What, what would be your advice for someone that's like, I'm all in on that. That's great. But how do I make money? So part of our corporation now is now incorporating now the actual referral side program, which is starting off as a basic level of you being able to go through the program, see the results and the benefits that you're actually seeing in the way that you're communicating, the way that you're actually showing up in the world and the difference that you're actually starting to make. And of course, there's a referral program, but there will be launching something in 2024. It'll be the part two version of the Next Gen Academy, which is actually going to teach a business in a box model. 
that's going to be now grandfathered in for all members of this year that will, will give you the entire platform to go and become a coach, speaker, mentor type of style mm-hmm. approach. So you, as for, for example, for somebody young like that, you would become like a Gus. So we're modeling now that, you know, for example, you know, you have a, you have a speaker like myself, you have a right-hand guy like Gus that's now learned the entire marketing backend. He's now sitting there, he's, he's working on social media, he's doing this. So we're going to have these now entrepreneur programs that where you get situated as in your skill set that you bring with custom tests that we'll be able to do. And that'll position you inside of an actual job, so to, but within your own actual business. Mm. Very cool yeah. stuff for the next year, man. <laughs> It, it is so it becoming that personal brand speaker that's that's kind of the direction you'll be taking people in it's being able to monetize their experience monetize their passion mm-hmm. right that's the thing for 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 somebody that has experience let's just say 30 plus years you're really looking to see that they've solved a problem in their life that they could teach someone else it's just a matter of getting pinpointed on that and having a proper offering associated with that that's just mm-hmm. that simple. But for somebody that's young, it's monetizing someone's passion. So a lot of kids now are like, well, I do like social media. And I, and I know my parents are telling me not to be on social media, but I know some really cool trends and I'm starting to gain some traction. Now that could be monetized if done the right way, but nobody's providing an opportunity for them to monetize something like that. Mm-hmm. Whereas in for us, like we're, we've now just hired four in-house people that are all under 22 years of age that are doing editing, you know, uh, you know, short form, long form management, content creation, so that they have that time to actually passion, passionately generate their income. Mm. And no matter what they end up doing, whether they become a speaker or a coach, those skills are super important. Because if you're going to be a leader of any business, pick a random one, say you're going to own an air conditioning company, yep. being a leader, being a speaker, being good at sales, all of those are going to be super important. 100%. So, So I think even if even if you, you look at what Jay's doing, speaking on stage, coaching, having students say, like, that's not what I want to do, but I kind of like the stuff he's talking about. Either way, it makes sense to me. Like, I'll give you an example. One of my guys, D, you know, he's a, he's a videographer and editor, and he has his own company. And, you know, we worked together back in the day, and it's DB Visuals is his company. And he's a part of the Next Gen Collective. So he shows up on our calls. He, he gets the knowledge of being a better communicator and getting your mindset right and having a brotherhood and everything that we do. But he still does his own services. He has his own brand, his own company. However, if he's in our group now, who do you think I'm now hiring to do my creative videos? Mm-hmm. I'm hiring my guy D because he's going to make the best videos. So this is the part about being about the collective is that I want groups of businesses that come in and we all utilize one another. That's the point of being a part of this because we're, we're, we're giving that inside connection, that inside brotherhood, that we all should be coming from different fields. We should all be coming from different walks of life. But if I know how to solve a problem in a certain way and you and me are working together, I need to be able to know that that's the problem I solve. This is, could be my offering and I can come to you. And if, you, if it makes sense to you, you're going to pay. You're going to get the result and we're going to all move forward. And that's, that's the world of coaches now. But it's not the way that it's being seen as just being on a stage and trying to get somebody into a community membership now and upselling them to your private coaching and then doing the mastermind retreats like that stuff is still going to work. I get that, but it needs to be something that's a bit more inclusive where you get a lifelong partnership. Yeah. And you a get, network. 
a network to sustain, not just do for a little bit and get pumped up about it and then kind of fall down and be like, I'm just attending events. And I'm not disregarding any events. I'm a part of many, many communities. But I think that even with our style approach is really just coming in so that you can really manifest your own business, your own brand, but have just that like-minded community to come back to and have a little bit of the emotional support. Now, you know, mm. I think about it now and even with the mindset, the emotional control is the most powerful skill set that actually allows you to become successful and most importantly, happy in this world. Emotional control. And when you have a group and a support of people that are able to share emotional support and, and share their, you know, and that's why we have our we have our private Lions Den Club and our private Lions Den Club is really just meant for men only. And I'm sorry, ladies, I love y'all, too. But uh, this is men only. And it's just where we can just get to be vulnerable. You know, there's so many times that men, we have to be so raw, raw all the time. And, you know, we got to just show up. And there's sometimes that we just, you know, like whether it's like the wife bugging you or the kids are saying this or the work or this, like sometimes we need to express our emotions. So we created also like a private membership lion's den, kind of similar to the, the style approach that I was telling you about with the club. And, you know, bringing that kind of just a little bit more flavor for us to just be us real and authentic, getting that real lion to come out of that cage. Mm -hmm. Yep. Because being yourself and knowing yourself is super important to anything, getting your goals. That's one of the one of the big things with our company I was also going to touch on is we talk about our four foundations of wealth creation. The first one is increasing your income. How do you do that in the simplest ways is meeting more people and gaining new skills is how you increase your income. It's It's hard to meet a lot more people and make less money unless you're meeting people at the club and partying or whatever. Very true. So, so with that, that group and kind of getting to a deeper level and understanding who you are, how important is that to reaching your goals? Um, and, and I'll kind of touch on that a little bit, some of our thoughts, cause we, we help people with that as well, but want to see like, why, why would you put together the lion's den? Why does that help people? If you think about it like this, I saw this post and it was about men. And it was about men finding comfort. And I'm speaking directly to this right now because if you think of it like this, a lion's den is designed for people to express themselves authentically. Why is that important? Because it's so hard to do now. We've created such barriers and these emotional insecurities and certain traumas in our lives that we've suppressed over years. And this is more on the psychology side of things where we kind of cage ourselves we cage our brain we stop ourselves from actually being who we need to be and that is extremely vital to our success because getting to know who you are is it's mentally draining it's hard you have to put in a lot of hard work the self-development going to conferences yes yes that does help but it takes a lot of just your inner personal time and focus to do your meditations to do your yogas to do your hypnotherapies whatever you want to label it as so the point of the matter is Getting to know yourself is extremely vital and how you start to do that is starting to ask yourself the right questions, asking yourself deeper and deeper. I do this exercise with my clients and I always say, you know, like imagine your ideal lifestyle. Like when you wake up in the morning, like let's just say you're making millions of dollars, all that stuff. You got the houses, cars, clothes, all that stuff. But now how are you waking up? How, when you wake up in the morning, who do you look next to? Is, is it a wife, is it a husband? Is it by yourself? Maybe a dog, cat? You go to the windows. What do you, you open them up? Is it, uh, you know, is it, a, is it a beach? Is it a cityscape? Is it a forest? You go downstairs. Is a spouse making breakfast? Are you, is there dogs and cats, little rugrats running around? You get ready. What are you putting on? A suit? 
You go into your garage. Is it a car or is it an SUV? Is it a Honda Civic or is it a Lamborghini? You know, you drive to your work. What are you doing throughout the day? Start getting picture to get, getting people to picture their ideal lifestyle and how their day would go to start manifesting more of who they actually their identity is. I have clients that come to me. It's crazy, man. I'm telling you, to, like clients come to me and they want business advice. They're like, I want to scale my business here and I want to do this, this. And I know exactly what their business needs. It's one, two, and three. The only problem is, is that their business isn't really the problem. It's them. Mm-hmm. It's the actual entrepreneur. There's nothing wrong with the business. You look at it. Yes, of course, more revenue, which is like more sales. Like business fundamentals are quite simple. Like Grant and Brandon always talk about this. If you follow even Brandon's a huge example of the eight, you know, the eight break points. That's a very simple step. You follow the system, you're going to scale. End of story. The only problem with that is the human, the human mm-hmm. psychology behind it. So they come to me with all these business problems. And then when I start un- uncovering their actual internal self, like this is the way you said that, or this is the way now you feel here. And then usually I get that response and say, they look at me and they go, Jay, how are you in my mind? And I'm like, it's not that I'm in your mind, but I'm starting to gauge on the way that you say certain things. And I'm going to peel that back. Like one of my clients, man, he came to me, he was in a deep, dark corner, man, thinking some really deep thoughts, girlfriend situation, business was going down within six weeks, mental training, mental toughness, boom, brought him out of that, completely transitioned him. He was making selfie videos at Hugh Hefner's partner's mansion back in the day. He was sending some crazy video to me. And I'm like, see, it's the power of the mind. People say it's 21 days to make a habit. No, no, no. It's instant change if you want it to be. So you have to now make the instant change. Like I need to understand myself and I need to become my most authentic self. Make that a statement and, and have the most purest intention behind that statement. If you can do that, that's where you can now set the plan in motion to now start to seek the resources, seek the communities that I talked about, seek the mentors and start to now actually cultivate the plan. Mm. You are a direct result of everything you get and uh, like your all your business results, everything that happens kind of starts with you. So one thing with our company, Croft and Frost, most people come to us for taxes. That's like we start as accounting firm. People are coming to us for taxes and we were looking at it, talking about it the other J- other day. JD was, and 23% of what we do is tax services. And everything else is helping the entrepreneur and the business owner become who they need to be to right. have better results on their tax return. Like, look like, at that. Exactly. That's incredible. So, That's incredible right there. Yes. Yeah, so, and, and it's, it's 90% mental and 10% of it is what you actually did with your money. Um, so, so it, 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 it translates perfectly like becoming who you need to be is how you get to the next level. And one of my big goals, Jay, this year, and I, and I may have shared it with you, I'm not sure, but is to earn a million dollars in active income this year. And what I'm more excited about is not having a million dollars in the bank. That'd be cool, whatever. But it's becoming the kind of person it takes to be to make a million dollars is what I want because- well that that person is free that person can do whatever they want to do in life that person can also get to the next levels but it all starts with what do i have to do every day to be the kind of person that makes a million dollars that is that is it it's not what what do i need to do to make a million dollars it's who do i need to be to make a million dollars Absolutely. so uh, that. love that love that um what like what is what's what's next for you i know you you kind of talked a little bit about the vision but you guys are really really going hard in 2023 it looks like 
Yes. And right now, like our play is quality versus quantity. Yes, we're, we're opening up our membership now, our, um, our free online academy that has the fundamentals of mindset, communication and business. So those are the three core courses that we're releasing free of charge for the first hundred people to enroll themselves in the next gen academy. That will be kind of our main step there. But exclusively on this side, quality wise, we're just looking for a hands like group of people right now that want to start showing it, showing up. That's literally what I'm looking for. I know the rest is all coming and there's some, some amazing big things that are going to be slowly released, like the next gen event. I'm going to plant that seed with you and I'll plant that seed for, for viewers mm -hmm. as well, too, because if you're associated with this man right here, you're, you're definitely going to get treated well. And anything I can do to add more value to your audience, that's what I'm here for. So we got a couple of things going on in the pipeline for sure. But really, it's just, you know, it's continuing the momentum, continuing, continuing the momentum, I should say. Because momentum is something that needs to be nurtured. So it's not always about thinking about what's the next big step and what's the, best, the biggest next launch. It's about sustaining that momentum. And I think we've hit this year so far in the first two months with a power. And now we're coming into March and coming into April. I think it's just time to sustain more and more credibility at this point. You'll see some amazing social media presence from us. And I got to give Gus a little bit of respect for there. He's been doing some amazing things with our new marketing team. So I always want to give him a shout out. But uh, we're also here for, for anything, again, that you need as well, too. I know you have people in your network and, you know, on, on our side of things, we want to be able to share. We want to be able to brand collaborate. You know, I have a lot of entrepreneurs that could definitely use your services. If not myself, maybe, you know, we'll have that conversation because this is what it's about. The collaboration is the new currency. And Brandon Dawson says that all the time, right? If mm -hmm. we can start collaborating our services, our businesses, our mindsets, this is where the, the next level is going to be. Yeah, you just have to have an abundance mindset because a lot of people want to think of competition. <laughs> but the the reality is that there's so much market share out there. There's and and especially doing something like you do is like you're not even limited to the United States or North America. And just in the United States there's 300 million people that could probably benefit from what you're doing and what we're doing as well is Exactly. You know, work together. And that's what we're doing right here. You know, sharing, sharing information with each other's audiences. Um, these will be splitting the clips on both of our Instagrams, you know, with both of us, all the things we're sharing. And that's what it's, that's what it's about. That's how you do it. So for, for someone listening, who's not quite there yet, we are doing what we're talking about right now that like you're, you're seeing it in real time is you, you just have to be in front of more people to help more people. And to reach your own personal goals, you have to help a lot of other people reach their personal goals. So I love that. I, I love everything you're doing. You guys are great. You're crushing it. And I like seeing all the, all the things you're putting together. So for the people, any last words, any advice, something you want to leave with? You know, I just want to kind of chain off a little bit of what you were saying. You know, when I first met you, especially in the 10X room, it was it was really cool because I saw you come in with just this energy, this presence, this power, this poise. You walked into the room, you know, you were there to connect. You had intention. You know, I just want to give you that respect. And from that moment of first meeting you and, you know, seeing you now often at these events and being able to now get on a podcast like this with you, I just want to say thank you. Because, I'll, you know, there, there needs to this world needs more people like you to actually do what you're doing right here and, and showcasing to the people that we are leading by example. We're here to collaborate. We're here to help one another. We're here to help the audiences. And that's why we put the time in to do this. So just respect to you, respect to your team. And I can't wait for the future journey of all of us success together, man. Thank you. Thank you. And likewise, respect to all you guys, everything you're doing. And we can wrap it up there. 
I I appreciate the time so much. Thanks for coming on, dropping value. Where can people connect with you best and get involved with what you're doing? Yeah, best thing is just jdahan.com. Just go to yeah. my website, touch base with us. Anything we can do to help and add value, we're here for you. Yep, perfect. Well, I appreciate it, Jay. We will uh, talk soon. And for everyone listening, thank you so much. We'll see you on the next one.